0: Is March 21st, 2020, and the show will be repeating on Thursday morning on the 26th at 6 a.m., and I'm very excited to announce that tonight is the beginning of our third season with Talk Cosmos, and that is every week, and now, in fact, we have all our past episodes, as many of you are listening, on Podcast One. So, It's very exciting. We have two panels. Tonight is one of our panels, and we're going to have a mini series called Planet Buzz. So for all those subscribers out there, I'm so thankful. It's very simple to do. You just go to Talk Cosmos and simply fill in your name and email, and you'll be updated when the Moonbeam team or the Cosmic Collaboration panel or planet buzz that talks about the planetary pairs that will be upcoming this year and of course our various individual astrologers that meet with very many topics in addition tonight the 21st of march i'll be awarding a grand prize and this was in celebration initially of our 100th show on March 7th just a couple of weeks ago and people have been sending in their entries and I'll be excited to pull that name and the grand prize is an hour and a half natal chart consultation with myself and then the runner up consultation uh, runner up will be given to several others and I'll pull those names interestingly well what I will say is pardon that but I will have very soon on the website a consultation page so that those people that would like a full reading I'll be very delighted to meet and give you that energy work you know through the consultation so let's see who is going to be tonight I am going to shuffle these cards up and try to get the right one. And then I will pull the one. Thinking for the highest good of all, may this be ta-da, ta-da, let the bugles roll. Da da. And it is Susie Hutchins. She's here in Seattle, I do believe. Yes. Well, thank you, Susie you're on our subscribers list too. So Susie, congratulations, I'll be in touch with you. And then for the runner-ups, for their 20 minute mini readings as is, is, it'll be Beth Kelton, Brandon Arong, William McDonald, George Bowling Jr. and Susan Duncan, so thank you. I'll look forward to meeting and greeting with all of you. And just to say, also for those that subscribe because it will be ways of keeping in touch in june the moonbeam team and cosmic collaboration panel and myself will be giving a workshop it was going to be at a location here in seattle at east west books shop however a non they're associated with ananda what with this coronavirus that we're all globally being affected by they're giving up their lease in april and so it'll be online their store will be online and we've been offered to have an online workshop meaning that it'll be open to everybody which is very exciting and that's part of this whole aries energy we're in the archetype of aries it's separating from the past of the completion and beginning new ventures There isn't necessarily a blueprint for any of that. New means exactly that. So we will continue this because tonight is the Moonbeam Team and we're ready for it.
2: Relating to the sun and moon's energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam Team.
0: I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people,
2: animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, certified astrologer, sacred healing counselor, tarotist, and numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington.
1: And I'm Sarah Stromley a cranial sacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of horary, location mapping and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as
0: Albert Einstein said, energy, energy is, is never destroyed,
2: destroyed. Energy, energy only changes.
0: So hello, for this particular energy of the Aries archetypal month with the new moon that's coming up, the full moon, and including the equinox, I have a certain. I'm going. We're each going to present our energy, or not energy, but our, what dynamics we feel might be really significant. There's many energies, but just one little uh, element that really is stands out to ourselves. And for me, I would say that very similar to the title for this show, it's igniting and distinguishing our relationships because relationships might not seem immediately what we're in. It is initiation. Aries is initiating. But in the law with the full moon, it is that sense of how are we working with our relationships and the relationship of ourself with ourselves. It's going to be quite dynamic. So Liz, what would you say would be your energy?
2: Well, we're definitely pushing forward and um, we're blazing new trails. Um, and, you know, doing some healing of ourselves and others. So that's what I would say.
1: And Sarah, have you? Might- yeah, I, I think that we're just thinking outside the box. This is a time that's encouraged for doing that and considering what's needed now, what's needed far into the future and eating both yourself and self-care as well as humanity can real yield powerful healing results. And deeper healing at this time.
0: Well, that's very significant when we think of outside the box and healing and initiating our new growth with all our relationships. A few days ago was the equinox on the 19th. And it was late here on the West Coast at 8.50 PM. And on the East Coast, it was 11.50 PM. And just to begin a little bit about that because as an Aries point in astrology it's often signified to be the starting point like the new year really in a sense and in fact many astrologers will say well how is the astrological chart for a certain city whether you're living in it or for instance the capital like Washington DC but in this instance I think we're looking at Seattle's chart because that's where we are. And I see immediately that the healing aspects is so strongly uh, presented with Chiron, the wounded healer that was the master healer, but really couldn't heal his own self. He served other people. And then the other, if I may add, of the conjunction with Jupiter, and mars in the same degrees of 22 degrees capricorn that was back in january that was so significant when pluto and saturn were conjunct and for those astrologers that are going oh what does that mean well just briefly speaking saturn is the ruler of capricorn and has been in it for about three years and will be leaving it very soon so it's at the very but in January, with Cap- with Pluto, that's a significance. When two planets are together, they have a, a relationship that goes throughout many years in the cycles, and it's transformation. So here we are with so many transformations. And then with Jupiter, kind of triggering that point, re-triggering that point, it seems expansion, yes? And, and maybe cutting away, would you say, with Mars? How would either of you see some of this?
2: Well, it made it bigger than it was, that's for sure, because Jupiter's pushing and expanding, and Mars is pushing that Jupiter. So um, that Saturn Pluto conjunction reigniting that same degree of 22 degrees of Capricorn. And as we've seen, the explosion of the virus—it's spreading world over. Yes. So yes. that's a big example, and you know they also call the spring equinox the astrological new year, and this is the earliest equinox we've had in 124 years. So that has significant um, presence to it, in my opinion.
0: Well, it means it does, doesn't it? Because that really goes along with that archetypal idea of of uh, new, starting, uh, fresh. I mean, I had not realized that one hundred and twenty-four years. That is significant because one person I know kept commenting, "Well, every so well, everybody," which I hate to use everybody, but so many astrologers were writing up on the twentieth of the equinox but it was actually the 19th yeah that well, is early
2: here in the united states it, the 20th in other parts of the world but yes so
0: oh i see yes that's a good point yes because of the time zone. and sarah i i know you've got some thoughts too about um
1: about the equinox yeah there's just it's very challenging i it there's uh just some themes of isolation for the spring months that could be you know lasting possibly longer than we anticipated um or getting bigger than we anticipated but you know there's this tent square with Eris as well with all that yes um so there's you know some frustration with someone you know those that have felt left out of the process but there's also this I don't know, there's just still confusion and a lot of things that are unclear, the the Piscean um, Mercury coming up to Neptune just I think spurs a lot of fear. And I, I wish we had a different word for pandemic because to me that is a word smash of the word panic and epidemic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just wish we could rename it something better well if we think of pan
0: in a way pan was the god a god you know the god energy of nature way back you know that thousands of years ago and so yeah a panademic it it is something where it is broadly that yeah i'm i'm a loss myself Well, the fact is, everything changes, energy keeps changing. So really, uh, and it's significant, so yes, there will be, maybe our thought process will connect. And, you know, there's different ways. Mercury actually is a cycle pump. So it bridges Mm -hmm. the spirit and the mental. And it has, you know, it's a messenger. So it possibly will bring the spiritual connection through that isolation that you were bringing up, which is so true, boundaries. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, restrictions. Well, and I'm looking too to see there's a lot of connective forces, even in this spring equinox, because it's not that far away from the new moon. But here, with the nodal axis, uh, Mercury is a bridge sextile you know 60 degrees and that's a connecting force they have similarities with water and earth in this situation and just within two degrees orb so that's very close they're yakking it up and then over there to uranus the sudden innovator of insights and some trauma sometimes but if it's too quick which we know is happening in earth sign and then connecting to the north node. So that seems to be a steady theme of mentality, air. When I say air energy, although they're not, as Earth and water, but Mercury is definitely an air archetype and so is Uranus.
2: And before we had the equinox, there was no planets in um, fire or air. And now with the equinox, we have The sun has moved into a fire. And then if you count Chiron, but they weren't counting Chiron, they were just counting um, sun out to Pluto to not have a fire sign. So we've had Chiron and Aries a fire sign for a while. So,
0: Well, this matters. This matters a lot because our energy will need to know how to move forward. So let's see what the new moon says. Now that we have a little bit of an idea of what the whole thumbprint which in its houses would change, of course, just to let people there in our audience realize, you know, which many astrologers know, but depending on the time, those energetic planets are being mobilized in different areas of functionality. So, um, but we were talking pretty strictly just planetary thought here. So it's still a thumbprint. Okay, new moon. The new moon will be the 24th at 2.28 a.m. in the morning on the West Coast and in the East Coast of the United States of Washington. Where did I think that? (laughs) Anyway, of of America. Um, It'll be at 5.28 a.m. And here it's at four degrees in Aries, 12 minutes. And I'll tell our audience, you know, Sarah and Liz and I are not palling around in the studio. We're not gazing and laughing and chuckling with each other because we are in our homes calling in. i very grateful for this opportunity. But it does mean that sometimes there's a little pause. I can't just look over and someone go, oh, yeah, right. So they're kindly waiting. And it is four degrees Aries, early, still early. And 12 minutes and it is right next to Chiron moving up to that five degree and It is squaring. That means intention 90 degrees, which wants resolution And it's action. They're all cardinal signs meaning action is the name of the game Just like Aries really is the beginning point, but of our south node Which is our where we're coming from? collectively the lunar south node, and it's three degrees Capricorn, and opposite in its polarity point of what we're trying to integrate is the cancer um, north node. But it is in tension, and, I mean, not in tension, but it's has tension, toggling, you might say, between the dynamics of structure and breaking boundaries or being full of boundaries, right? Like you were saying, Sarah. And then Yeah,
1: yeah, Chiron. If you want to speak to Chiron, you probably you've you're much more versed on this in some ways. But I I understand Chiron is in Greek mythology a demigod. He was deeply wounded by the abandonment of his parents and he lived most of his life in seclusion. Um, but he, you know, was a centaur, half centaur, half man. Um but he he is considered to be summarized as the wounded healer. He was very um, very articulate and, and knew, he was very scholarly and, and taught many other many other gods and mortals about the process and, and how to heal themselves. And where Chiron appears in an individual chart, Kind of shows where we are deeply wounded in some ways and may re-experience, but are capable of healing that in others, and have that gift of healing for others more especially. So with with it being in Aries, it's around to me. It's around self-identity, old wounds or traumas experienced tied to passion or impulse or action or inaction, aggression, anger, or not not being not being able to safely express that, and leaping before looking, self-inflicted wounds, and even acts of heroism that may have backfired. So um, there's That's themes of that.
0: But
1: so there's themes of that um, for this new moon cycle that kind of seeds itself at this time, but it makes, to me, uh, healing really old issues of trauma around self-esteem, self-worth, or even physical head injuries have a deeper healing impact this month, as well as those issues of anger, like being able to harness that anger in a very constructive manner can can move mountains.
0: Boy, that's a really constructive way of putting it, because anger is energy. And to demonize anger hasn't any purpose. But to harness it and put function to it, you know, to have that extra oomph, to, as a perhaps not to see that one is attacked, but to defend something. You can be angry about something in defense of something, you know. So there's many, many constructive methods, and so an abandonment that is so true. I forgot, but it's very true. His mother abandoned him because he was a half horse and a half man, and so it was that whole concept i think of that time that civilization was working hard to incorporate their higher self that they figured in the lower lower animal instincts were considered not appealing and so it was symbolic of that where in actuality we need to embody both and so that's very pertinent. We're here in the in the West Coast, it's in the third house, meaning our environment. Liz, what do you think here?
2: Oh yes. Um, it's our environment and then the sun and moon are conjunct Chiron and also Black Moon Lilith in that third house. So reaching out and communicating with other people, even if it's through email or a letter or a telephone. Um You know, it can be very healing to talk to people and to help resolve things. And Aries is a brand new energy that we kind of don't know perhaps what the outcome is going to be, but we have that motivation to move forward and through it and try innovative things. Like I know that they're trying medications that aren't really made for the coronavirus, but they've had some success with some different ones and so they're trying that so that's you know indicative of, of that energy mine. yes yes um it's malaria so that feels really good and then we also have um jupiter is at, at this or sagittarius is at the ascendant of this chart and the planet that rules that is jupiter is in capricorn and jupiter's that's not jupiter's favorite spot to be in capricorn But, you know, it might be opening and showing issues of that we need to work on. So here in Washington state, you know, they've been asking us to prepare for earthquakes and, you know, an earthquake happening in one location is not going to affect the entire world. But, you know, we've ran out of toilet paper, evidently. And I think that's just showing us that we need to be more prepared. Um, And that can be in all different forms, whether it's toilet paper or whatever. There's a lot of different things that you can be prepared for. So maybe just kind of shaking it up and saying, okay, well, we're really not prepared for things. And so we can learn from that experience. And in the future, you know, if every week that you went grocery shopping or if you did it every other week, you could buy one extra item, perhaps, to
0: well, be Tim, more prepared. I have a couple of thoughts about that because, well, going back to, let me see, um, I was trying while you were talking. I was thinking about something that Sarah has spoken about, but I'm going to jump and and I'll just say this thought, and that is Mars because Mars rules Aries. Yes. And Mars. Oh, it's transformation. That's what Sarah was saying. I'm just threading in some of our thoughts here. And the three, well, three planets are all in Capricorn that are very significantly still. And that would be Mars at 25 degrees, Pluto, the transformer at 24, and Jupiter, the expansion of 23. So you have action, transformation, and expansion. And they in close proximity like that are accentuating that energy that the moon and the sun and Chiron all in Aries are looking to because they're looking to Mars, but Mars is so close to those other two. So it is really a matter of transforming our limits and our structures and our fears—that's the other word I was thinking of. Because unfortunately, I think as far as the toilet paper business and all that, that there with the clean shelves, or people, there is a certain more amount of fear-based yes. not sharing. And fortunately, even Saturn, the ruler to all that, is in the Aquarius, meaning. If we follow the rulerships, which a lot of astrology does, and just telling our audience there, it's in the very beginning stages of the community Aquarius, trying to think of others. And I think that feeds into what you were saying, Liz, about trying to, you know, rethreading that idea. Think about the other, connect.
2: And Mars really likes being in Capricorn. So Mars being conjunct or next to Saturn in this scenario, are working well together because normally if you had Mars and Saturn conjunct, one could be like the gas pedal Mars and the other one could be the brake Saturn and you'd be spinning your wheels. But since Mars is exalted in Capricorn and Saturn rules Capricorn, I think that they're working together.
1: Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. I see so many big seismic breaks in our collective structural systems that we have and but I think there's some really ripe opportunities here because all of this is you know even with Jupiter and Venus all kind of adding into this mix with Mars even in a in these trine and conjunction configurations there's there's more opportunity to really restructure this quickly in a way that's going to work better.
0: Well, that's interesting. We are going to take a break, but I like this thought of Venus and Mars actually in the trine. You know, those two planets have been
1: in very dynamic. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and now here they are when in need, are receptive and are forward motion.
1: And creative yeah
0: yeah that's very true well we'll take a brief announcements and this is top cosmos march 21st with the moonbeam team liz michette and sarah stromley and myself and we'll be right back thank you take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Aries. By leaving a cycle based upon completion, the energy of Aries sparks initiation, creating action to separate into a new cycle of life. It's a fire sign, which means it will involve great emotion. And because separation may create resistance, it also takes great courage to break away to new ways of becoming.
1: Hey, this is Tara All, resident astrologer for Sage Goddess in Los Angeles, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative
0: Talk 1150 AM, where we bring the planets and signs to life here on Earth.
1: On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you.
0: Welcome back. This is March 21st, and it will be repeating on Thursday at 6 AM at on the 26th. And we this is the Moonbeam team with Liz Mouchette and Sarah Stromley and myself, Sue Rose Minahan. Tonight is our initiating our third season. And we did give our grand prize to Susie Hutchins. And we're giving out several mini readings to a few others. And it is the Aries season. We have discussed the new moon and at this time I think we'll feed into well we can always pick back energy floats back and forth, right? But just to say let's start with the full moon. And that would be on April 7th at 7:35 p.m. Pacific time. That's daylight time actually. Oh, and yeah. on the east coast, yeah, it's going to be three hours later, which will be 10:35 and this has a lot of tension too doesn't it because in the new moon it was the new moon itself that was struggling back and forth with our past of the south node and the north node of cancer and this time the full moon itself is being uh, a lot of tension with i think it would be the transformation back again with jupiter and and uh pluto yes hi sarah yeah uh, yes yeah.
1: we're not seeing yeah.
0: each other everybody yeah so, we're so... Kind of looking we're trying to reach liz, out did,
1: liz did you want to add something here
2: um sure full Just, moon? Yeah, the the moon at 18 degrees libra and the sun at 18 degrees aries and the moon's in the first house in the pacific northwest and the sun's in the seventh house so uh you know a balancing of self and others and then we have mars the planet of action and aquarius in the fourth house and it's squared to uranus in the seventh house and uranus is in taurus and aquarius rules uranus so there's a connection there
1: yeah i see uh, just a a need for balance and negotiations a sense of damage control and diplomacy because there's an, an impatience you know strong impatience with, with that aries you know it's a fire under your your belly or under your butt or whatever and <laughs> so it's you know this there's you know, so there's like this this very tense push pull thing where there's potentially people going in a lot of different directions you know rapidly and the challenges, and you know, so there's really dialogue that's required here and and desired just to kind of get everybody on the same page because you know all of this is going to be challenging encountering current agreements, structures, guidelines, policies, laws, And irregardless of how these structures may be outdated and malfunctioning, they were put there in its place for a certain degree of integrity that still require considerations before irreversible actions occur that could lead to loss or potentially damaging scenarios and mercury is in our is our logic planet and it's still compromised by this conjunction at this time with this really nebulous neptune so with so many still unknowns and unseen factors nobody's thinking clearly and simply because there's just not enough information yet. So I just encourage people to be okay with that, meditate, pray and trust in whatever version of God you you, you know, and, and can relate to, to seek assistance with you during this process. Cause fear is sin.
0: Yes. Yeah. To go fear, with sin.
1: Yeah. Fear is the enemy here. So yeah, it's, it's,
0: things occur in life to give us impetus to move in another direction and certainly taking personal responsibility for your own feelings and your own thoughts like we talked about anger management before and so when you bring up damage control it's so significant and this one is tugged at in many ways when one doesn't know where the current is going and you're on a river down the mountain stream, which sounds exciting if you have a good guide, but here there's no guide and it it can be alarming. And so where do you have to go to, but a total reversal of instead of the, and in, in, well, instead of what I was gonna say, the extraneous, the external, everything is telling us physically even go back to center, stay home, no travel, you know, connect. I mean, here we are, the three of us in our own home and the studio is coordinating this marvelous um, ability and we're connecting to people all over the globe. So, but in other words, returning to that idea of return to center.
1: Yeah, (laughs) It's important valid very valid and if you're ex- i mean there's a lot of strong relationship themes with that full moon being that it's in you know relate the the most relationship oriented sign of libra so if you're experiencing relationship family work or group tensions wherever that falls in your chart seek to discuss things in a very non judgmental way putting others concerns and well-beings like weaving that into your conversation and context and, and seek commitment to discuss further review, you know, commitment to review things and to follow up preferably by mid the next, the following week. So that would be, you know, that full moon's on April 7th. So by just four days later on April 11th, the Mercury changes sign and it's, the fog seems to lift, so for the first time in months, we're able to, it just uh, lends more clarity. And even seven to eight days later on the 15th, that's, there's all these harmonious aspects that were con- like fully um, in conflict are now in a harmonious aspect. So the clouds, the clouds seem to part, the angels may just sing, <laughs> and, and because that's, possibly the best time when the updates and the information starts to really come together and consensus and agreements can be best received by all parties involved well it it is
0: uh, optimistic and optimism is good and certainly with jupiter involved that that's part of it and i think there's truth of the clarity of the, the mentality when you have mercury who is a psychopomp and going between spirit and matter where it's engaged with everything of pisces of the universe which of the universe and toxins and all that now can finally have its own separation and get involved in aries which is the archetype that the sun's in and and have some real initiation of thought and and connective you know with or anyway work with people but we are in this total energy for quite a while you know so it'll be another development that you know what i was thinking though too with the with the new moon both the luminaries were in aries which is looking at mars and it was squaring the nodes so really the nodes were looking at their ruler was the moon which was involved and also saturn which had just changed its course because it was in uh, aquarius after being two three years in in saturn its own sign so that's pretty significant but now with this full moon because of the fact that the rulers of the Libra moon that you were both mentioning and we're all mentioning is 18 degrees, is Venus. And again, the sun is in Aries, so we're looking at Mars. So those are totally different concepts of, of energetic interests. Like Venus wants your security and it also wants relationships, survival, I yeah. should say, more than.
2: Venus rules this chart, and it's in the 8th house of transformation. Venus and Mars are trying in a good aspect, working together. And then the sun and moon are square, that Pluto-Jupiter asking us to transform. And that Pluto-Jupiter in the 4th house of foundation and home. In the solstice chart, we had a lot of planets in the 4th house. So, you know, what's home, what's safety, what's security? You know, a lot of people now are working from home that can or are home taking care of their children. So it's like this huge change in Mars square Uranus, you know, these innovative um, genius ideas that are coming forth and Aquarius rules the internet. So, you know, even through people doing Zoom meetings or connecting through the computer, People working together can really come up with these innovative ideas i think
0: it's been extraordinary from that i know there was a lot there for non-astrologers but just resting on that factor it's extraordinary because two conferences astrology conferences have shifted totally to online Norwalk here in seattle which is northwest astrology conference been going on for 32 35 years and it will be all online which will be quite with quite a few ideas of little chat rooms and things and then i'm involved with organization of professional astrology that was going to have a retreat in zion park but they too are going to go online and even here in washington another astrology group our monthly washington state astrological association which for you seattleites is open to everybody and welcome to participate but it's going online so it almost makes it easier and it is really interesting to have this sense of community through the internet i mean close it seems to be more intimate don't you feel that way or have you experienced it either of you i have i've thought it's um
2: it's working and i hear from some of my clients that their gyms are closed so their gym teachers are teaching the classes online now. There's, uh, you know, people online giving creative ideas of things to do with your children to, you know, still continue the learning process. But you know, making cookies or you know, you can learn them some teach them some math skills and it's, you know, science. It's chemistry. You're mixing things together and creating something else. So um, it's really interesting all this amazing stuff that's coming through um you know it's like we have to shift and change now yes
0: (laughs) no choice yes you're right Keith Urban I remember earlier on was giving free concerts on television and oh I have a niece that sent me a link for the museums there's a link to I think it's the large museums around the globe that are now offering visual you know you can look at them and the opera too in i think it was back uh in where um, dc or new york you know where they have programs so there's a lot of sharing and a new method to engage people as we're all supposedly staying home
2: well, and there's not traffic jams and the pollution levels have like just taken a nosedive, which is a really good thing.
0: I love it. I love it. The traffic is just marvelous. Seattle's been so congested. It's There are some features here. It's true. Well, some of the energies as they sit in different houses, as we said, would be different for other places, but here it's it's, and again, very connective as far as um, I'm staring at this chart and I think mm-hmm. I'll just let you speak.
1: Can I mention some, a uh, couple of flower essences oh, I think yeah. would be really useful. Yeah. Um, there's one that's called scotch broom and it's a very prevalent shrub here in the Seattle area. It was brought here from Europe to prevent erosion and create a cheery yellow color to parks and roadways, but it's been found to be very invasive and it has required extensive measures to eradicate <laughs> since it's been overtaking and extinguishing a lot of native plant life here in this area.
2: Aggressive. But
1: um, it has been used for a number of various health conditions, but I'll only speak to the flower essence for which it's targeting um, a very world-weary anxiety and the gloom and doom depression and morbid fascination and a perpetuating horror of bad news that thereby adds this darkness to the world psyche and the collective psyche. So currently, I mean, we live in a time of great uncertainty and transformation right now. And and what Scotch Broom Flower Essence lends us as a gift and for us to enhance our personal awareness of tenacity and strength that we have and the ability to direct that strength towards self-growth and the capacity to help others. And it supports shifting this focus from the destruction to the constructive questioning, like, how can I contribute to aid this, the healing of this situation or this world? And um, zinnia is another one. It's a bright-colored flower that's in the sunflower tribe of the Daisy family. And it's, it's a the red color is what I use, but it, it increases passion and a sense of humor. And it targets targets that somber, dull energy that can really be pervasive. And, and it lightens this heaviness of transitions and the requirements made of us, made of our isolating situations right now. And Zinnia, Flower essence helps us to more easily reach the inner child, which delights in curiosity and laughter and joy and play, because we're all born with this capacity to be light-hearted and exuberant and full of life and childlike. And this flower speaks so loudly to me right now because, because of our requirements to stay home and stay healthy and stay safe and all these, you know, must stay, you know, like being so overly grounded (laughs) for extended periods of time that may have us dying of boredom instead of dying for many, (laughs) anything else. So um, Zinnia Flower Essence just encourages us to be creative and find humor and lightness wherever we can. And our ability to find these, you know, that tapping into that creativity helps us to connect with better connect with others and finding our own creative solutions for how to make money which is a big concern for a lot of us right now. And, you know, bartering, you know, maybe bartering something that you're uniquely good at or something that you've created or simply have and don't have, you know, lack of use for anymore. So just, and also just finding better use of your time. I
0: love the idea of the flowers interjecting truly these possible characteristics and so colorful. Zinnia are very, very colorful and yeah. such broom. Oh my goodness. If it, if you, if it's on your personal land, it, it really needs to be controlled all the time because it can really be very aggressively deep rooted because I've had to pull it out. But wouldn't it be great in a pot or something? It's a little bit like bamboo, bamboo, can, certain bamboo can be very overly
1: aggressive takes over yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. and well, thank you sarah it's always a pleasure and i love having this added and liz do you have perhaps some uh, you do a lot of energy too did something come to mind i hate to put you on the spot like this we haven't really discussed it much
2: and no I- um just you know stay as positive as you can you know get some fresh air and we've had some beautiful days here in the pacific northwest we're gonna you know go back to a little bit of rain here soon but you know take a few deep breaths outside you know um i know that they're doing a lot of yoga classes online um and then the Mm. spring i remember when they planted it years ago that they really liked the yellow color because they thought that would cheer people up but then they found really fast that people that had allergies it's like really Mm. (laughs) aggravates allergies
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's an interesting point because allergies well for some people every year I know family members and other people but for some of us and others it's on occasion and so really when you think about it if the system is overburdened and who knows all the reasons why the system might be more sensitive than other times with our immune system and everything it could be that We're more susceptible, so possibly, if we can get through this whole situation of of ultimately rock bottom changes, because the future really is an open plate. We we have no idea really how it's going to go along, and so thinking of so it could be we're more relaxed in the long run once if. So, because some of our values, and I'm saying values because here, Iran is is going to be for the next six years in Taurus, and it's just beginning. It's finished its early retrograde over the early one, two, three degrees. It's at five degrees now. And as we brought up between us, it's in tension with the action planet mars but mar because mars is in aquarius and so it's looking to Uranus. it's saying hey i want to act and i want to be innovated and i'm stressed out because all these things are i mean it has two sides everything has the pro i won't say the pro and the con it has a shadow and it has a strength and the shadow could be traumatized and the brilliancy of it though sees such innovation and And everything, and it's looking to its leader or its ruler, as we put Aranis, in its strong Earth sign of um, values. Like, what new values can I do? So maybe we will reconsider this and gain a healthier life when we're finished with this trauma that we're going through trauma doesn't need to last but it it, and these are wonderful gauges to to help alleviate you know it's so true
2: well there's a lot of meditations that you can listen to on youtube and different places and um relaxing music and then you know if you want to if you've been wanting to read you have time to read now or clean out your closet or
1: Yes.
0: Purge. <laughs> That's my thing. Thank you. I just remembered we, I need to announce that next week, Dr. Laura Tad joins top Cosmos, continuing the Aries archetype. And we'll be talking about the conjunction of Mars and Saturn in Aquarius, which is another planetary cycle. So here we had Jupiter and Mars, and now we're going to have Mars and Saturn. And of course, Mars goes around every two years, so it it does connect with planets all the time. But to have two strong cycles like this, so that one will be of some significance. And it is the third season. Do subscribe, thank you for all of that. Susie Hutchins won the grand prize consultation. All of us are giving various online activities and workshops and i'm speaking with liz machette and sarah strongway of the moonbeam team and i think we have about half a minute so both of you chime in with whatever salutations and excitement that or or blessings or whatever you want
2: to part with we'll tune back in with the the moonbeam team in about a month for the taurus energy
1: yay yeah and yeah there's just um yeah.
0: Oh boy, and that'll be exciting to find out about flowers for then. And maybe we'll come up with some other energetic things. Because energy never changes, it always just keeps going. And that's our name of the game. Thank you so much. It's just a blessing. And it'll be great to connect with all you as people that called wrote in rather. And we'll keep managing and navigating these times. Thank you. Good
2: night. Thank you. Bye.